relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Third time. Oh, every time. Never really gets old. And Never. it's perfect for this episode to get you in the Zen mode, get you touched down into your feels and all the deep good stuff. This episode is about being honest with yourself and going, going which way you tell yourself to go not the world and i it's her story is amazing it's just and she tells it real calm and cool and then there's i think a couple times where she doesn't even realize she was like witness to history in a way that was like rare especially just kind of meandering through the first part of it where like this is fun and i get to pick my you know like i'm not going to ruin some of their stuff but it's just it's just a cool story and then how she ties into how we met her and all that too is also really dope. So guys, for uh, sure, for sure. Some Forrest Gump vibes, like how Forrest Gump was just in the background. I don't of think you should stuff. ever tell anyone no. that you, they remind you of Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's just I know, somebody... I know the compliment that you meant, but it's just not as, I don't think anyone will take that compliment the way you mean it even if it's meant well intentioned and we're not going to edit that out we're going to let it sit and then when we run into her again i'm going to be like remember that force company i Um, meant she's been i know how you meant it just so cool thing shut up you meant it terrible i'm just kidding you meant great i love you guys do the thing do it (laughs) ladies and gentlemen give it up for rose moberly That's just what hippies tell you to do is to use it in your compost. Yeah, I've never done it. But okay. um, yeah, it's it's just an Asian tree. I love the leaves. You know, they're pretty uh uh I don't know, it's pretty trippy how symmetrical they are, like the shape of them. It's pretty cool. Nature has a funny way of being symmetrical like that when it's full of health and happiness. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I think um, human beings do too. That's the whole point. That's called balance. I think is the whole, if if we're just going to do metaphors, I think we're just going (laughs) to. I'll go one step further and say harmonious. That's that's prettier. Yeah. I'm studying uh, some sound healing right now. It's pretty cool. I've been like taking the gong out in the garden. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't know what the plants really like, but uh, I guess we'll find out, you know? Well, so my uh, friend, he had an indoor grow and he started doing extraction, had like a humongous compressor and it was like sitting on the floor vibrating and stuff. And his plants went to shit. And I was like, dude, I think it's the compressor. You know, the plants are sitting on the concrete floor. And he was like, I don't think so. And then he removed the compressor and his plants came all back. And I was like, see, man, that's what it was. Interesting. So it was a bad vibration. (laughs) Yeah. 
not a good vibration. That's why I try and keep the air tanks, like the humongous air tanks that we got going on for, our, or air pumps for our water tanks. I try to keep them out of the grow rooms, so all that bad vibrations. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, it's really weird. Um, you know, just like seeing the water, like people are treating their water now with vibrations yes. you know, and then watering the plants. Pretty cool. So not to go too hippity dippity, but go are ahead, you... keep going. <laughs> we already started recording. This is gonna be the. I got a treatment done as of recently where you lay on a massage table. The massage table vibrates the sound, and you put the headphones on, and it's all this like soothing music and harmonious things to use your word go vibrating on. So I was like, oh shit, I'm doing that to my body too. It's amazing. Were your chakras aligned? Oh, after that they were, they were just straight up and down. They had different tones for each chakra and it was like a guided thing. And then the person would massage you and you were in the dark. It was trippy as fuck. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I'm in school for that right now, which is pretty interesting because I feel like everything has been really synchronistic leading up to that point, you know? Dang. So then the plants are getting all of your schooling and education along with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to have like, I know you guys have been here in the top garden, like having, you know, sound baths up there and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And focus on PTSD, you know, get some, some farmers that have dealt with PTSD their whole lives, um, over here. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. I had an ex who did Watsu, which is the massage in the water. I don't know if I'm mansplaining to you, no, but, no. um, you're okay <laughs> go ahead but, but we but we should we should do some watsu therapy at your guys's farm in one of the big uh farm water tanks or something like that or in the wonderful pool you guys have there yeah that'd be super cool i really believe in all that energetic magic you know it really makes a difference um like if you think about not to talk shit about corporate cannabis but you know there's not people who really are with the plants you know it's a nine to five Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I do, I do know nine to fivers that really care in a spiritual way as well. And they don't have the, uh, the luxury of having an at, at home grow or, or, or getting to live on a farm. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm more of a nine thirty to about four fifteen type of guy, <laughs> yeah. but there's still a lot of emotional love and vibes going into the garden. So he says that he's there a lot <laughs> <laughs> and, and we talk about having a farm quite a bit. So like that's, he's a nine to five or, you know, eight days a week yeah, kind of thing. And then he's also, his goal. I mean, he's all spiritual and he's said he probably won't admit what some of the dingbat shit he's done into the walls and all that stuff into his grow, but it's, yeah. I, I dug it. I dug what he was doing because there's like a passion and a weird, you're putting your frequency on it too. And I think that that's, that's important not to get uh, just to care, not, not to say not to get, because we've already went real hippy dippy from the jump. <laughs> Which is awesome. This is like a totally different tone from any of the other Colorado interviewers this far. Oh yeah. We, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. Cause, um, you know, have, have you guys ever been to Boulder? 
Colorado? No, I have not. No, it's uh, it's a. I've heard it's one. Yes, of the I have. I love, love it. Sorry, you love, I love it. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like visiting it. I I would don't think I would ever live there. How about that? Yeah, unless you're a, a trustafarian, maybe. But um. No, that's in my head. That's what I was like. Man, I'd have to have so much money to live there, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Super beautiful, and I heard it's one of the chakras of the world. And there's like a really interesting correlation between people from Colorado in general, and then Humboldt. You know, um, there's a similar mm -hmm. culture there, and you know, cannabis has always been in the Colorado culture. So um, it's pretty interesting. I have an old uh, recording of my mom out here in Humboldt that she took like on an old video camera of her like dancing around in the redwoods and then like filming her friend's little plants, you know? And uh, <laughs> it was just really funny for me to watch that recently and just be like, you know, just the connection between the two and how the culture has always been the same. It's just like, you know, local family cannabis um yeah always underground there as well like literally in the basement i thought that's what you did with your basement when i was a kid i thought that that was what basements were for was for grows <laughs> so, so you grew up with parents who just grew in the basement uh not my parents but all of their friends um i knew that i wasn't supposed to touch their special cigarettes um, I knew that they smelled different, you know, kind of growing up like, oh, that's their medicine. That's their special cigarette, um, kind of thing. And it just never dawned on me that it was illegal or wrong or anything until I went to Ohio to, to visit a cousin. And she was like, what do you mean? You like help water these plants. That's all, that's so illegal. And I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, so you're telling me everyone I know, all of my family friends are doing something illegal. Um, yeah. She was like, no. yes. Yeah. And they're going, blow. and they're also going to hell when they die. Yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're wow, like, I'm Ohio. a kid. I shouldn't have told you this. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I kind of grew up with that culture and, uh, where at, what is the city? Um, Denver, I kind of grew up like right outside of Red Rocks, Morrison ish area. So no, that's rough. You just, you just hate, you just hate <laughs> living. You just love the suburbs, just living and just, man. Yeah. Just so, strip malls and nothing. That's, that's your lifestyle. God, it, yeah. everywhere you lived has been incredibly breathtaking. Yeah. You know, the, the burbs on the edge of the foothills wasn't too bad, you know, but, um, I would definitely have to say that I, I won up to when I moved out here and I was joking with Johnny, like if I'm going to leave Colorado, it would have to be for some place like that. No, it, it, that's <laughs> what, that's the point. I just, I stumbled yeah. over. I was trying to make and it didn't come out right because it, I was just like, Jesus. Cause I've been to both of the places that I was just like, God, they're both those places where like, could I just live in a tent? Like right here. Yeah. where i'm standing totally. and you're like no yeah. we have laws cool. against that because that's how everyone feels and you're like Damn. yeah yeah totally and you know i think uh too there's like really something about people who can just live like in their car or in a tent or and it kind of all is the same culture of just not needing anything maybe just like some weed <laughs> and some water <laughs> and some music <laughs> and that was just kind of the the connection that i had um between 
you know, all of my friends that would come out here and trim and then they'd come back and be like, Oh my gosh, like we should have invited you. And I'm like, um, yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I realized that I think right around now is my decade history in the cannabis industry. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Funny story. Yeah. I was uh, trimming when I was 20. Um, at this little underground Denver scene and we were on smoke break or whatever. And I was talking about how my 21st birthday was coming around and they were like, wait, you're not 21. And I was like, no, you guys never even checked my ID. They kicked me out. I couldn't even finish out the work day. They were like, you can't work here. And I was like, I've been working here for six months. Like, what do you mean? Um, so it was like that disorganized back in the day. You know what I mean? Like we were smoking joints right outside the front door, like no cameras, no clocking in. Like that wasn't a thing. Um, but so it was legal if you were 21. Yeah. So we had medical for a while. So that was like, um, maybe a couple years before I got into the industry. So I was trimming medical weed. They never checked my ID. It wasn't like a, you know, you fill out a W2 kind of situation um, for trimmers. They just had trimmers in and out, like whenever they could get work. Right? Well, yeah, no, they're like, who wants to do this bullshit? Oh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So my, my roommate, she invited me. She was like, Hey, stop working at that shitty Indian restaurant. Like come trim, you know, make so much more money. And I was like, sure. Um, the real undergroundness vibe that I got one day was when the power went out and all of the bosses came out with handguns and they escorted us out of the building. <laughs> and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> this is a little weird. Um, that never happened at the Indian restaurant. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I, I had a couple restaurant jobs where shit like that would happen. We're like, this isn't a real. I don't think I work at a real restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was at the same medical place. Yeah, it was at the same place. Like it was just real shady, real weird. Um, so they seem to be on edge, huh? Just a little bit. They we're here, gun at you, and say you're not 21 now, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just no paperwork, nothing. So chill. Just you know, what? I had a landlord like that, and they're not chill. They seem chill <laughs> in the beginning. We're like, we don't need to do paperwork. And you're like, cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't have a house. Damn it. You know what this is? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like if the cops were to come, they'd probably be like, we don't claim any of these people. They're all here. We don't know how. <laughs> but, I don't know how they yeah. got here. <laughs> so sketchy. So sketchy. Um, yeah. But and then after I turned 21, I waited like six months because that experience was just so like, I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> But I got to trimming again at like a legal scene in the basement of a retail shop and worked my way up to front desk girl, you know, checking in the medical patients. Um, and then I worked my way up to bud tending and then managing that little retail shop on Colfax. And if you guys know about Colfax, yeah, that's the whole vibe in itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was able to sell cannabis on the first day of recreational and there was like a line around the block on colfax and it was just like one of those days i'll never forget like i'll just never forget selling that much weed like all day every day for months um and it was like the old school way of picking it out you know with the with the um chopsticks like yeah i love that what way do you want you know shake up the jar let them pick yes <laughs> come <laughs> on let's go back to that 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so you literally were a part of a historical moment. Does that feel any different being a decade out or like, because the way you just described it, you could see how giddy you got and just how excited you were reflecting on that, even through having to deal with metric and stuff, you still have that memory to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, metric wasn't even a really a thing at that point either. So it was still so fun and we were still smoking <laughs> weed in the bathroom, you know, it was like so great. <laughs> um, yeah. That, those were the days when like, you know, you, you were really changing people's lives. Like every person that came in, they couldn't believe they were buying weed in a store. Like it was still that, you know, and, um, I think a lady from Alabama, she came in and she asked how we got the buds to stick together, like how, to, how they were little round things. Like she had never seen cannabis, like bud. Like she never seen small. proper. She never seen it stepped on in brick form. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I, under, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time, and it was two Puerto Rican fellows that I played baseball with. They had it shipped from Puerto Rico. That was the first time, and it looked like the shit from the Chronic 2000 album. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It also right? made me perfect projectile vomit so um that i think a lot of that had to do with the uh, enormous amount of booze i had that day but i know what that lady feels like and i also know that giddy feeling that you had i got it just then because i remember when it happened i was like oh my god they did it yeah I forget where i was at and but then i remember the first time i went in and bought some legally in just the whole time i was just like we figured it out yeah finally you know it was like a free i don't know like not to be like overly dramatic but it was like a like not like freedom but it was like a like a there was just like it wasn't have as heavy the thing you enjoyed anymore yeah we were like oh god this is a step this is gonna be good yeah totally like i can tell my grandma you know I didn't have that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm a way to call her. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, I, my mom finally had a gummy this past year and she got real, real high and didn't, you know, too high. I heard. And then she wanted it to stop, which she do, you know, Mm -hmm. but then afterwards, my dad told me, she's like, my dad said that she said, I do understand why Billy Wayne does it now. And I was like, that's huge. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for her. How old is she? Uh, 60, 61, somewhere in okay. there, like cool. early sixties. Yeah. I've been like a teetotal person. I think she'll have like a sip of tequila with my dad every now and then in the house. Yeah. But that's, it was like when he told me that I was like, I did feel that weight where I was like, Oh, that's good that she's not gonna, yeah. I think if I got her like stone, like with the joint, she could yeah. rock and roll with it though. You no. Know, yeah. Johnny and I were just talking about that. I think edibles are the worst way for people to try it because maybe it starts 30 minutes later, maybe it starts an hour later and then you don't know how long it's going to last. That's shit's the worst, you know, at least when you're hitting a joint. It, it's happening yes. <laughs> and then it can be over pretty quickly, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> but good for your mom. That's really cool. Um, I was working for a Senator before I, uh, 
worked at the Indian place and they were super mad when I dropped out and I was like, I'm smoking weed and I'm doing all this stuff. And, uh, so yeah, it took my family a, a, a little, a minute to kind of, so you were on, yeah, let's, 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 let's track some okay. of this. That's a okay. weird, you dropped that a little, <laughs> yeah. like the very, the way, your narrative is interesting. <laughs> I like the way you tell it. So I, your family yeah. had friends who grew weed in the basement, all that. You have video of mom out in the redwood with cannabis. You're working for a Senator mm -hmm. in your youth. Let's connect the dots. Which, here. which way? is this where you so you're interested in politics of course because yeah. you don't sustainability right my mom was the black sheep if that helps connect the dots okay. <laughs> um, oh okay uh, so you your mom is is headed one direction and everyone else is mostly the uh the colorado springs direction if we're uh, i would say definitely still all democrat but they didn't oh. want me to also be the black sheep they wanted me to get back on track with. Oh, so marijuana was still looked look down upon even on the left. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of switched in the last five to 10 years, even for all Democrats, yeah. you know, kind of like, oh, this isn't a drug or whatever. Well, um, they just, they polled enough and then they were like, and we 51, yeah, we yeah. like it. We like yeah, it. We like it. We like it now. We do oh, like yeah. it. Oh, with 49, not, a, I'm in between. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think once the roads started getting better in Denver, everyone shut up. <laughs> it was like, there you go. <laughs> Here's the tax huh. money. Um, but yeah, it kind of blew my family, my whole family's mind. And, uh, just had my grandma out last week on the farm and got to show her like the strain named after my late mom, which is her daughter. Right. And like the whole week I was like, is she going to smoke weed for the first time at 77, you know? And uh, I didn't want to push her. She kind of asked me about it, you know? And I was like, well, why don't you just dry hit this grandma, you know, just dry hit it, like taste it. And she, she wouldn't. So it's okay. She was like, and she was like, what about a gravity bomb? <laughs> yeah you got one of those yeah you just start with a gravity ball it's a... you know we probably could have she would probably have been more interested in that and um, here's the thing next time she's there and i know you don't want to push her and it's not john's place to push her let me know i will push her um, yes. I have no problem pushing old ladies to do, <laughs> to do weed. I, have, I think yes. it's, I think okay. it's going to be one of my new goals is to start getting grandma's high. Um, yes. We'll get her high on the podcast. It'll be a special episode. Oh, perfect. Oh we could gosh. we could actually make that. I would like to make that happen. That's a goal. Right? Like to start a whole new series of like first timers. That's oh, a good no. idea too. I was just thinking about right. getting your grandma high on the podcast. So that's even a better <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Great yeah, ideas. You guys. So Grandma. that must have been great though to have her out on the farm and to be able to show her all like because as we've covered it many a times, that farm is a beautiful place, but it is also your workplace. So you're able to show her all the hard work that goes into it. So you're not like, oh, I'm just a dumb, lazy stoner. It's like, look at all this hard work I'm putting in. Yeah, no, totally. And I actually got like kind of the week off, like Johnny did everything and it was we just kind of watched him and I was like, so now he's doing this. And she's just like, this is so complicated. I was like, yeah, that doesn't even, that doesn't even count. Like 
making relationships with distributors and retailers and like consumers and educating them. And like, it's just like, she's just like, I don't get it. I'm like, you don't have to get it. It's cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, knowing that she can come out here and see that I'm not living like in a year or something, which isn't bad. It's just that she, <laughs> she has high standards for me. Right. So, um, kind of no, you know, showing her I'm safe, I'm happy. Look at my veggie garden, like the whole thing, just, uh, kind of validated me and then made her, you know, go back to the whole family and be like, she's fine. It's, it's cool. Um, the yeah. matriarch gave the blessing. She was like, it's okay. She's not crazy. It's all right. Exactly. So validation. she kept trying to get me high. I was like, <laughs> beat it hippie. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. That's so you're, so you're doing retail on the first recreational day. Yeah. Not, not really, you know, that you weren't being like, I'm going to be on the forefront of the cannabis culture. You're just like, I like weed and these people are fun. Yeah, totally. Had like, no idea. Just like, I was stoked to get to choose the music that was playing in the store. You know? like, <laughs> I mean, who, I think, well, I think anyone we talk to on this podcast is going to be like, who do you enjoy picking music? And they're like, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. cool part. Yeah. They're just right? like, yeah, I'm the president of the company. So I get to pick the music. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And, uh, the last thing that I think was, history changing in my Colorado industry time was right before I moved out here. Um, I was working on a study with the Denver health department for sh uh, shelf sustainability and how long, um, you know, clean cannabis stayed clean. How long? Not very long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost so, like it's produce and it's a fresh thing that we should uh, be enjoying. <laughs> interesting, right? Um, and then, yeah, so kind of where that left off is a few months ago, I read um, a regulation update. They had an emergency um, update of regulations where uh, you had to test batches before they went into joints and then also after the joints were rolled which is specifically what I was involved in, um, that study of how does a joint get dirty in between <laughs> that process, right? You know, you got a bunch of joint rollers, you got the joint papers, which we tested, you have the joint machines, you have the, the pokers that you're poking in each joint, right? Like, Whoa. Um, so anyway, just seeing that law changed after all of that hard work, like two or three years of stress and hard work, um, working at a big old retailer in Colorado, um, felt cool. Like that was another thing that I was, you know, not ever that I want to pat myself on the back, but just like keeping, uh, the public safe is so so that's the thing. You're playing kind of coy. I don't think the government of Colorado walks into most dispensaries and are like, hey, so what do you think about this topic? How did you get involved in that, you know, being on the retail side and getting into helping laws like that? Like, where, where's that at? Get her, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after I worked in retail, I was like, this sucks. I love people, but I love plants more, you know? And so I started working in the cultivation spaces um, and kind of switched around between different culti cultivation spaces and then, um, ended up as a metric auditor, um, at one of the retailers, the big retailers that I, that I worked at. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and 
from then on, they needed a testing administrator because all of these testing regulations started, right? And I was like, oh, I know how to read regulations. I know how to put that in metric. Great. Um, and it turned into, you know, this entire position of like learning how to remediate weed and learning the different, you know, microbial levels and like what strains did better. And like, you know, what's really cool, you guys, is I learned that like higher terpene strains had a less mold count. So like, like different terpenes, like limonene, they actually combated mold. Whoa. Like so oh. like. We'll and I'm gonna get okay. You and Mike can talk about that later. I just saw both your eyes go in a direction where like that's not just podcast. We have dime bags. You guys okay. can nerd out on those. Sure. But, but yeah, just so low key about it though. Look at you go. Kind of filled the holes where they were. You know, like oh, there was a job here. Got it. You know. Um, well, I mean, that is. Did it... you ever stop and be like, man, I'm not allowed to pick the music anymore. <laughs> I never not picked the music. Hey, <laughs> you're worry. winning. You're going up. <laughs> yeah. That's a yep. yeah. So could could yeah. you at least express that to your family? Because I mean, what you got into as far as that side of it is to me very much parallel to working with P the senator and stuff like that that you were doing before you became a retail person in the cannabis industry that's a lot of the same through lines so yeah. did that help inform you a little bit and you know i just learned about this a couple months ago and really it was like more of a an internal hell yeah um but now that you're bringing it up, I probably should tell them like, Hey, full circle policy work. Like what's up? Um, yeah, I probably should. Good idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Good and job, now Mike. moving out here to California where it's a total shit show, you know, where like everything is <laughs> 10 years behind Colorado with regulations and just like how stuff is done, like business. Um, I kind of went into shock. <laughs> I was like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a lot of people out here that are hardcore on policy and they've got it totally handled. So it just feels good being part of like, Hey, this is how you push this button in metric. You know, I got that part, you know, just kind of low level, take it down a little bit, focus on the plants, focus on healing from my mom passing, focus on sound healing, you know, just kind of switch switch it up a little bit well i mean just the fact that you and john both have plants on that farm that are for moms just makes it so much more amazing so that's a really beautiful thing thanks yeah have you guys tried the mom's weed no no, no. okay we gotta well and here's another thing i'm this i'm just gonna bitch it mike for this because when we oh, were well, at the, yeah that's right <laughs> we were at the farm y'all gave us some samples and it smelled so like it was just so it agreed with me so much and then we went and did one more interview and we got in our separate cars and went to uh oh no mike was the only one that got it and he okay. loved and that it. that may or may not have ended up in oregon who knows how that happened i don't know yeah. i don't know i don't know but Maybe I did get to try one of the mom's weeds. I loved everything that I smoked from there. So. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. No, I'm not worried. I'm just mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the Margie's Magic this year, uh, named after my mom, like we, we're figuring that out and we're selling all those seeds and seed packs, right? So like everyone's <gasps> getting to like 
see the magic for themselves too. It's really cool. It's cool getting to share that with somebody, even though it's like a deep, dark, painful secret, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we get to spread some joy. The beauty will grow from that stuff. That's what ends up happening. So totally. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really cool getting to be here and like getting my hands in the dirt. Like I know that you know, therapists and, and shamans and all these different people, they talk about like the, the actual changes in your chemicals when your hands get into dirt, like actually get into dirt. It's incredible. Like I want to just have everybody here for a month, just, okay, you're working with me today. This is what we're doing, you know, and just have that be a therapeutic uh, experience, you know? Well, I, yes, mean, I, I want that. I want yeah. that for everyone. I then I'm not, it's, I have the, I built my own soil this year and cool. And it is the last three days. I just went in there and just played around with it. And I, they made me laugh when you said that just quietly. Cause I'm like, man, I think that shaman knows some shit. Cause I was like, yeah. there is like a, I feel better when my hands are like just a little bit every day. And now mm-hmm. I just caught myself just being like, I'm just going to go touch it a little bit. I'm just going to go touch it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. Like a couple, it was like five months after my father passed away. I was moved out to Oregon and was on a farm with a hundred pot plants in a cabin with no electricity or water, just getting my hands dirty. And it's the best thing for the soul. Yeah, it really is. And whoever said like we ran away from our problems is so not true. Like we, wherever you go, there you are. Right. So like, not running away from anything, just actually trying to heal on a real level. That's not just like fake, you know, going to find the gym in which you could work out your feelings and heal them. So it's a, it's a whole different thing. Hey, some people have CrossFit. That's okay. You guys, (laughs) I got a trainer. Don't, I got a trainer. (laughs) You got to do a lot of different things to get that balance that we're talking about. That symmetry takes a lot of stuff. Yeah, sometimes you, know, you have to get dirty. Other times you got to lift a tire for no goddamn reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, leafing. There's a lot of squats and leafing. So there you is a lot. You got to engage is, the core. You got to yeah. engage the core. <laughs> exactly. Stretching oh. is important when you're doing any type of gardening. I do think. <laughs> yeah, think you know, stretch to pick up the joint. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one of you has the squirt? Uh I have the squirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, tell him, Mike. Tell him. I, I, I accidentally had Billy kill his seeds, but um, yeah, it's good. See, in a bigger sense, what I was teaching them was the Buddhist mentality of not having attachment to things in reality mm-hmm. and to be able to let go of things. Motherfucker, I know how to do that, and I was cool <laughs> with it, but... Oh no. Okay. Well, maybe I'm excited about what I'm growing, but uh, instead, but I cannot wait to grow that squirt again. I will go get my own seeds and stuff because that was exciting. (laughs) There's there's so many strains I've lost in this, in this entire reality. So it's all a part of it, but yeah, I hear you. You know, Mm. what's cool is like seeing farmers out here trying to pop like 30 year old seeds and it won't work. And they're just, their hearts are just like broken. (laughs) I bet. Oh my God. I bet. I can't imagine. Oh yeah. 
So talk about loss, you know, you're saving something for so long. <laughs> Just caring about it the entire time, projecting right. hopes and dreams on it. <laughs> That'll be the strain this year. That'll be the strain. <laughs> so <laughs> mm. so as somebody who has worked in two different rec markets, there's not a lot of people that can actually say that in this young burgeoning, you know, industry. Um, what, what's the biggest difference? Hmm. Good question. Especially culturally from doing season two in Humboldt, which is where you're at and season three in Colorado. I think it's a good bridge. Yeah. You know, I was going to say something along the lines of culture and just how, you know, in Colorado, it's, it's about the money. It's the nine to five. This is how we're paying taxes. This is how, you know, this is how we're keeping kids from getting it kind of thing. Whereas here in California, it's like the kids trade it for toys at school. I don't know. It's just different, you know, it's like so different. And I would say that I prefer, um, the culture out here just because it's so deeply rooted in like people being kind to each other and like, you know, the back to the land movement of just like real hardcore hippies getting away from the government. Um, and like Colorado's great as far as like regulations and like how they put everything into place. It's like so easy to be like, Oh, step one is this step two is this step three is this, um, we're out here. It's just still purely wild west and trying to get step one and two in order is yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I would just say culturally, uh, it's, it's a big difference. Um, even though there are those, cool old school growers in Colorado. Um, those cool old school growers aren't normally attached to like a big retailer, you know, whereas like it's, here you can get that Johnny type person in a retail store, you know, like it translates a little easier. Did you see a huge, a big switch of that happening in Colorado from the first legal sales to then where it was when you left it? Definitely. Yeah, it was more, um, yeah, I would say that like in Colorado, like a lot of the weed went downhill because of the regulations. Like it, it became less about the weed and more about like, you know, what edibles do we have on the shelf? Are we carrying every single product there is? Like, you know, we don't necessarily care about what strains we have in the quality. It's just like, um, it really shifted there at the end just to let's carry everything. Um, which is kind of cool because, you know, they're just trying to get cannabis in the hands of everyone. Like we want something for everyone. Um, but then it almost just comes back to, we want to be able to sell weed to everyone and make money. Make right? all like, of the money. Yeah. What whereas ain't, here yeah. I feel like it's still just like breaking. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I do feel like, and I don't think, necessarily there either are, are bad or good ways to do it. They're just ways to do it. And totally. I think it's very interesting that you've bridged both this very forward way of living, which, which is you were on the forefront and it is still, still pretty much the cutting edge of what's happening in the cannabis or and if it's not they are aware or involved with the cutting edge of cannabis in colorado and then 
you've moved to where it is like this is the cradle of where it started yes and this is how we do it and if you don't like it we don't care so we're gonna keep doing it this way because it's awesome exactly and i'm just like you didn't sign the manifest in the right spot like (laughs) um so it was definitely just like such a mental switch for me which was really good because patience is really like a really good life skill you know and in colorado everything was done 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 okay it's done we did 100 things in one day and like switching to hey let's do 10 things in a day and do it really well and like with really good intention um that's i i love colorado but i'm just a visitor there (laughs) <laughs> i love it too it will always be my home and i'm gonna go back and buy a crap ton of weed but like if they're gonna try to sell me i don't know you can tell you can tell what's happening there and now it all has to be pre-packed right so like just like here pre-packed um so no more chopsticks you don't get to pick out your see bed. i didn't know if that was because of covid or not but are they gonna keep it like that yep boo I know. So there's still some shops in Colorado where they haven't caught them yet <laughs> doing yeah. it. And so you can kind of like go to those places and be like, Hey, what's up? Can you get out the big jar? You know, um, we will come, we're going to text you when we go to finish up this season and be like, where can we go get the jars? <laughs> yeah, <got it. laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rad just seeing it all change. And like you said, it's not good or bad. It's just a way to do it. And I think that they, you know, they wanted to figure out how to do it right. Um, so that you could really start the whole country on doing it right. So that's everyone we talked to. They seem want to hit hit. First of all, they were surprised how fast they got it done. That was pretty funny to hear about. (laughs) It was just like, we didn't think. And then it happened and we're like, Holy shit, we did a thing. Um, but then I do think that it was because they were, it was like a, a crew of decent human beings who were on top of it. And we're like, okay, let's just mind our, we'll be the P's and Q's dot mm-hmm. your I's and cross your T's. Cause we can, and then we'll let other people kind of figure out the other way somewhere in between. So I get, and it needs to happen that way, especially the dumb way our fucking government works. So, yeah. uh, but God, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah. We've been it. fantastic. It has been. It's just a perfect bridge to. I was just like, this is awesome. Oh, and very then, cool. Yeah, and I've been a fan girl. You know, I've been hearing all your podcasts. So. <laughs> I'm oh well, we're we're fanboys of the farm you you've created. So, and we know how big of a part you are, even though John doesn't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know he's sitting there. I'm just messing with it. You know what? If you see a flower that's out of place, it's probably me. If you see a flower that's like in its spot, you know, in the box, it's him. So you can kind of tell which is which. Ooh, good uh, balance. Look at that a, balance. That is a yin and yang. <laughs> yeah, Pisces and Virgo. Perfect. Oh shit! That's, we can't wait to come hang out with you guys. Yes. Yeah, you're always welcome. So. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take you up. <laughs> we're gonna take you up on that. Yeah. <sighs> you guys, have a great night. Thank you. Yeah. You got it. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It's spiritual. Kasali it. popping Nexus in there. Event. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's right there. It's bridging the two seasons together. It's beautiful. I bet you she spent time in Eugene or something like that. I it's swear just, to God. She is. She is the. She right now. She is the connection to all of them besides us. All the seasons. Uh, I can't wait to go see her and John. We're gonna be in, in the Savage Henry area in November in Northern Humboldt, Darkada or Eureka. Sorry. November 5th and 6th, Mike and I are doing stand-up. We're planning something in Southern Homo, but it may be bigger than it. The more we talk about it, the bigger the plan gets. So we're going to have to push it to something, but it's going to be really cool. And we can't believe no one's already doing it. So, ooh, that was mysterious. Uh, but also come watch us do stand-up. It's going to be so much fun in Eureka, two nights. We're gonna have a, I want to see everybody. I can't wait. Uh, guys, grow your own. Follow us on Twitter, Patreon, Instagram. Hit us up, grownlocalpod at gmail.com for all your. If you got questions, you got, we got answers, or we'll know where to point you. And if you want to advertise your cannabis company or cannabis adjacent company, hit us up, uh, grownlocalpod at gmail.com. Love you guys.